Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to or watching the Powercast. And today we will be recapping Power Book Four Force Season One, Episode Nine. And the title of this episode is Trust. Um, I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Richard? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? Indeed, indeed. What's up? And his name today is uh, Power Force Season Two writer. <laughs> so I'm, I'm I'm curious to see you know why you chose that name, but I'll I'll, I'll uh, ask you that later on. Uh-oh. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, and we're also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How are you, Dana? I am excited to be here. Okay, and your name is C at the table. Uh, why have you chosen that name? Very simple. Da finally allowed me to have a seat at the table. So <laughs> I'm part of the family, and we're going to take down Tommy and all of those Serbs who went and shot me, brother. <laughs> that, that Irish accent is, is incredible. Yeah, that's, uh, fantastic. that's fantastic. PBS, watching PBS as a child. Thank you. <laughs> I'm I'm British and I can't do an Irish accent like that. So I mean, you know, applause for that. But um, yeah, and uh, my name here is my little fun name here is uh, Liliana's ER contact, and that is because you know, of course, Liliana she knew it, she knew the moment Vic came into the ER because he got shot. You know, she was the one who told Tommy that he was shot and everything because she's got some kind of you know uh, contact at the ER. So. Yeah, that, that contact was me. So there you go. Um, but yeah, uh, this was a very interesting episode. Of course, we are back after the break. You know, there was like a one week break and, you know, now we are back. There was also a leak, which was interesting. Uh, you know, uh, on the day the thing was the, uh, on the day the episode was supposed to come out, it leaked. So uh, that was interesting. But um, yeah, we, we, you know, we didn't we didn't actually uh, take part in that like, you know, um, I don't think it spread too far either, so it was cool. But yeah, so we are here finally, and this is the last episode for the finale. Um, so yeah, very uh, very interesting times, I guess. And and this was supposed to be the episode that really sets up the finale and everything. And you know, we have our opinions. You know, we each have our differing opinions here. So this is going to be a very fun show because. I think we all kind of see things in a different way. Um, and I'm very interested to hear what the people think today as well. So do chime in, leave your comments, and uh, please do hit the like button too um, if you like this content and if you like these discussions that we're having. Um, and yeah, and also, you know, check out the channel because we do cover other shows, other movies and everything. So if you like what you see, hit the subscribe and hit the bell button also. But Please do, you know, if you are here right now, please do hit that like button because it doesn't cost a thing and it really does help us out. Um, and we want to keep doing this for you. And, you know, power, we've been doing this, like we've been doing this power cast, like um, like we've we've been doing this nonstop since like uh, November because, you know, first it was book two that we were covering, then then it ticked over to force. 
So we've been doing this nonstop. You know, we've been we've been here. So please, you know, hit that like button because it, it just helps to keep us going. It helps us come back every single week. So uh, and we love to hear from you guys. We love to read your comments. But yeah, so the way the show works is we are going to get to our takeaways. We're each going to, you know, we're going to go around the panel here. We're each going to uh, talk about some things that stood out to us and, you know, highlight some of our thoughts after watching this episode. And then after that, we'll have a questions and discussion segment where we have more of a back and forth about, you know, the different subjects, the different themes in the episode. Um, so, yeah, that would be the second half of the show. But for now, we are going to get to takeaways and it's my turn this week to go first. So, yeah, um, I will begin. So I don't I actually don't have a lot of takeaways from this episode, um, but. You know, um, some things that I that stood out to me is like I'm really excited to like one character I'm excited to see next week in the finale is Diamond. And I say that because I feel like these last few episodes, Diamond has he's been very passive. He hasn't played a, an active role in the show. Like he hasn't been making decisions. He hasn't been making you know, any calls or anything like that as the leader of CBI, I feel like he hasn't been making any moves, you know, he's just been kind of in this, you know, relationship with the reporter, I guess. Um, and, you know, in this episode, he he obviously overheard Janard talking about CBI and his plans to kind of take over. Um, you know, he was very dismissive of his brother, and yeah, like Janard wants to, you know, he wants to take the lead. He wants to take over. And clearly, like Jin, uh, Diamond also heard that he he has this disdain for Tommy Egan as well. And he wants to, you know, he wants Tommy out the way. So Janard, I mean, sorry, Diamond heard this. He heard this conversation and now he has this information. He knows exactly where Janard stands. So I want to see what he's going to do with that information. And um, that is actually going to be one of the discussions we have later as well. But um, yeah, like I want to know, you know, because because he, he's been passive for a bit too long for my liking, considering he's supposed to be the leader of this gang. Um, so I want to see what move he is going to make. What decision is he going to make? Because he he absolutely has to like he was kind of built up to be this kind of. Um, I don't want to say number two character, but like he was, he was built up to be a big part of this show in the first half of this season. And I feel like he's kind of taken a backseat and like some of the other characters have been more entertaining to watch like Liliana and Claudia. Um, so yeah, I, I want Diamond to kind of, you know, make an executive decision next week and kind of solidify his spot in the show and show us why we need to care about him a little bit because the, the character has a lot of potential, but I want to see what kind of bold decision he is going to make now that he knows his, his own brother, his own blood is essentially against him. So that's what uh, stood out to me in this episode. Um, of course, he had another scene with uh, Adrienne as well. So they, they seem to be in their relationship. Um, we haven't heard of any progression with this article or report that she's writing, but yeah, it seems like they're fully in a committed relationship right now. And then we also saw that Tommy 
came to him for help when you know he discovered that um <laughs> the four horsemen were coming for him like the, the irish mob um and diamond actually he he wanted no parts of that and and that's not the first time diamond has said no to tommy either like he's he's pretty consistently told tommy i don't want any anything to do with this you know i think it happened as well with the serbs or after after they had that that shootout i guess um after that he was kind of done with tommy he didn't want to help him out anymore but i feel like him and tommy are gonna have to team up again for survival purposes next week so i think that is going to be part of the decision that diamond has to make like are you going to take Tommy's side against Jannard and what he's planning. And I think that that is going to be the thing that he has to, you know, kind of decide and, and, and live with as well. Um, now, whether that results in violence or death, I don't know, but that is what I'm very interested in seeing. I want to see how much they're going to push the button on this storyline. Um, but, but yeah, so that was one thing, you know, um, leading into the finale that has me very curious um, and the other thing I wanted to address as well. So I, I get, I get what they're telling us in this episode, right? So basically, um, Vic, you know, he's, he's been shot. Gloria has, has ended up, you know, losing her life because the Serbs came after them. And, you know, Walt has convinced Vic that Tommy Egan had something to do with this and he is leading this, the Serbs and everything like that. Um, and Vic also believes that Tommy had something to do with this just because he was the one who tried to offer him a car, you know, in the last episode or whatever. Um, so they've, they, they've convinced Vic that Tommy is behind this, right? And they've flown in the four horsemen, the Irish mob and everything to deal with the situation, to take on the Serbs and Tommy. Okay, I, I get that. But, you know, once Tommy finds out that, you know, he because he has that conversation with Claudia and it becomes clear to him that, number one, Gloria is dead, and number two, that uh, Walt and Vic believe that he is the one behind it and they're gonna they're coming after him, basically. So that becomes clear to him. Now I know he goes to he goes to uh, Diamond for help, um, and Diamond, you know, doesn't want to help him out. Um, now my what I can't get over is the fact that he goes directly to the person that they are accusing him of being aligned with, and and asks him for help despite the fact they already have a beef, an ongoing beef. Like just a few episodes ago, these guys were out for blood trying to kill Tommy. So I'm surprised he even got through the door, you know, to, to talk to Murkovich. Like I'm surprised he even made it that far, to be honest. And then, you know, on top of that, um, Tommy, okay, Tommy offers him a million dollars for, you know, for protection or whatever to find out, you know, who, who did the hit and everything. And then Murkovich, you know, he tells him, I guess, like, you know, it was the guy by the door, standing by the door. And Tommy kills him right there before Murkovich's eyes. Now, at this point, Murkovich hasn't seen any money. He doesn't know if Tommy really has the million dollars or whatever. Like, he doesn't know if he's, like, you know, <laughs> trying to play him or something. 
but he allows Tommy to kill his man in front of the rest of the team, which isn't good for morale, number one. Like, what what are his other people thinking at this point? Like, you're just going to let this guy come in here that we've been hunting and kill this guy? Like, yeah, okay. Um, I, that's one thing I couldn't get over. But then, you know, we see, obviously, Claudia, she drives by and find, she finds Tommy and she sees him with Murkovich. And then she goes back to her, her father and she's like, okay, yeah, I, I believe you now. It, Tommy was definitely behind this. And I'm just like, you know, what did Tommy really expect to happen here? Like, obviously, if you were going to align yourself with, like, if you were going to the Serbs for help against the Irish mob, they are going to then double down and believe that you really were the one that killed, you know, Gloria, and you're just making the situation worse. Like, for me, I feel like Tommy would have gone directly to the Irish mob instead of, like, instead of uh, the Serbs. Like, he would have went to Walt's place, like, to try and convince them, look, it wasn't me. I don't know why you think it was me, but I didn't do this. Like, let me talk to Vic and let me tell him. I, I didn't do this. I was trying to help you. You know, I think that would have been more realistic for him to do, but he goes directly to the enemy of both of like both of them. Like it's, the Serbs are out for blood. They they want to kill everybody, you know, and he goes directly to them for protection. And you know, my number two point here as well is if you are really gonna go ahead with this plan to to make and distribute Dahlia, you should have already had protection because People are going to come for you if you are the plug. Like, if you are the one that is behind this hot drug in the streets, people are going to come for you regardless. So you should have had, like, a team of hitters, a team of protection, security following you everywhere. So you should already have protection. You shouldn't You shouldn't need to go to your enemy and ask them for help. Like, it, it just, I just couldn't get past that, you know, in particular in this episode. Like, it just seemed a bit far-fetched to me um it just seems like convenience writing to to have that kind of thing happen um and yeah it just seems like a lot of convenience writing has been 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 going on recently in the show um and i hope it leads somewhere you know really good next week i hope it's all for a reason but yeah it's just like that's just one thing that just kind of confused me um and then I guess the final point I'll make um, is it's cool that, you know, finally the whole DMAC and JP thing came out. Like, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, uh, DMAC is JP's son and, you know, Tommy is DMAC's uncle. Like that has finally come out. Um, the way it happened, you know, I guess it is it's, it's full of drama, right? Because because you know DMAC gets gets shot sorry and then um and then of course you know he has to tell JP at that point um and this you know that was right after Tommy told DMAC that you know I am your uncle and JP's your father like so it was very dramatic how it happened but um I do wish it could have it could have happened in a different way too, because I feel like JP should have been a part of the conversation like initially too. Um, you know, because we, we don't actually get to see the moment of those two, you know, I, I guess maybe they're saving it for next week. Maybe they wanted to save it, but yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, DMAC gets shot. I guess that's the, the, the dramatic buildup, the, the tension that they're trying to create here. 
Um, I did laugh when, you know, because throughout this episode, we saw a lot of Tommy and JP yelling. Like, um, so there were a few scenes that just made me laugh. Like, number one, when, uh, when, <laughs> when JP told him that he called Kate and then, you know, uh, Tommy just threw a, a full on tantrum. Like, what? Why did you do that? I told you not to. And, you know, just in, in the last episode, we saw him consider calling his mom. Like, he was considering calling her too. So, and then he just spazzes on JP. So that was hilarious to me. And just to see him lose his call like that. And then, of course, um, he kind of yelled at DMAC as well for what he did um, because he went behind his back to do the deal with, uh, with Buddy or whatever. Um, and he kind of flipped on him. And then DMAC flips on him. And then, you know, at the end, when uh, Tommy tells JP that, you know, the kid from who, who damaged the club got, got shot at. And then, you know, he tells him, it's your son. I've been meaning to tell you. And then JP, you know, flips on him. So it was a lot of that, you know, them flipping on each other. So that was funny to see. I guess that runs in the family, maybe. Um, so that was cool to see. But yeah, um, I'm just waiting for that 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 moment of JP finally talking to DMAC. And um, we can talk more about it later, but I do think DMAC is going to survive. I don't think he's dead or anything, but you know, we can uh, talk more about that later because maybe other people have their theories there, but we'll see. But um, yeah, overall, um, to me, it, it was it was an average episode. Like it was cool. Um, I was hoping for something uh, a bit more exhilarating to to lead us into the finale, but you know, it's it's cool. You know, th- I mean, this is what I'm expecting at this point, so it's cool. It did, it did its job, you know. It did what it was supposed to do, I guess. But, um, yeah, cool. Um, so those are my takeaways for this week. <laughs> and, you know, Dana is already giving me the faces, shaking her head and everything. So I am very anxious to hear, you know, her takeaways and what she has to say. So we are going to head over to Miss Dana Abercrombie. So let us know your takeaways. I personally like this episode. My issue was that it took us too long to get to this episode uh, when we had to have other episodes that dragged and storylines that really didn't tell the overall story or contributed at all, such as, once again, Diamond with Adrian. I don't care about Adrian. I don't care about um, that black cop whose name that I can't remember, even though I wrote it down. That's just how forgettable he is. Seamus. I don't care about how he much he needs money in order to pay off this random white guy, dude, and how he's running off to go rob Diamond. I don't care. And I think that the show has focused so much on storylines that I personally just don't care about that it lost somehow the traction that it had within kind of the first part of force that now we had to wait what 10 weeks in order to get to this just this one episode where things finally happen but then we have one episode left and then it's like that's it we know it's renewed for a second season so in terms of like tommy getting whacked we know that's not going to happen because it's only the second season and i'm not saying that people of their own show can't get whacked hello ghost Ghost is dead from Ghost, which is what I appreciated. We know coming into season two, Tommy of the Tommy show, even though it's not named Tommy, black people name a Tommy show, is not going to die. So I like this episode. Once again, I have to go with the whole fact that JP called Miriam. I don't need this storyline. This could have been saved. I'm sorry. 
I don't care about your crackheaded mama. Um, another thing that I did like, I do like the relationship between Liliana and Tommy, and I do feel that they're they're purposely warming us up to Liliana and Tommy and not keeping it a romantic relationship, but a strictly business one. I still feel that Liliana is going to die. Um, you can tell that Tommy genuinely cares for her. So, you know, they started off trying to kill each other and now it's like, hey, that's my buddy. And I like the chemistry between the two. And so far, the um, cook is still alive. So congratulations to her. Long live black people. Uh, one of the other things that I did think that was interesting was Victor's an idiot. Point blank period. He's always been an idiot. He always will be an idiot. In this episode, he was still an idiot. And it showed how easy he was able to manipulate, which, you know, goes to show that he thinks he knows everything, but he really doesn't at all. And maybe still at this time, he is still unable to get under his under his father's I don't know, table wing thing. Um, and he, because of that, he is he's able to be manipulated. And with whole Gloria's death, you know, it's easy to say, oh, it was that Tommy boy, even though you had no proof. Even though he did everything that was the complete opposite to show that um, he was trying to set you up. Any kind of whisper from it seemed like your dad that he's still able to kind of fall into. Because like, oh, now, granted, later on, we have Tommy does eat meat with Murkovich, and that kind of confuses a lot of things. But I just really feel that, you know, Victor is an idiot. I'm cool with Victor dying, and then Claudia just takes up everything because I'm just, he's an idiot. And what more does he have to, like, in all honesty, in, in terms of storyline, we know the whole thing was originally like, I'm going to go and break free from my dad, and I'm with Gloria. We're going to have a nice family somewhere. She's dead now, and he doesn't have any other prospects. They did the whole, I'm falling in line, dad. I'm a soldier. So what else are you going to do? I'm cool with him dying. Because Claudia at least has something going on. Um, The whole four horsemen, I really like that. I like the ending where they all just like kind of met. I'm waiting to see what happens. But again, you waited until the ninth episode. There are ten episodes. Whatever it is going to happen, you're either going to just all die off or go back to Ireland. So what you haven't given me any chance to be like, <clears throat> you know how you built up something? They really haven't built up the Irishmen. Oh my gosh. You don't want to mess with them. They're from Dublin. They only come down here during emergencies. It was just a random, I'm, I'm calling the four horsemen and not going to come down here and we got the Serbs and we're taking them all out. Okay, cool. And Tommy has the Serbs and they're going to take them out. Like overall, I don't feel anything for this war because it just, seems like it's so petty and obviously a lot of wars are start off by pettiness but it's not something that's really getting me invested in the overall goal just seems to be we want to kill tommy tommy's the problem of everything but now it's like we're going to war because you shot me boy but you know i kind of set that up and confused the guy with tommy and it's it doesn't feel like it was something that was well i don't want to say well thought out but well executed throughout the season so that when we get to the finale it's like oh it's going down remember how example hate to compare it but the wire did a really great job of setting up marlo and idris elba's character dude who i can't remember um but they did a really great job of setting up and we kind of like in our brain we're gonna have that war it was omar sorry it was Omar and Idris Elba, I think. I'm like, this is a little while ago. Point is, they did a really great job of setting up that war throughout the episodes that we expected that we was going to see was this big all-out thing. And instead, we got what we got and was like, oh, okay. 
cool. But we expected something. With this, I don't expect anything. Like, it's the random Serbs and the Irish, but you previously um, introduced me to, what was it? I forgot all these factions, but you introduced me to the Hispanic people. And then, remember, you kept talking about the Yardies. Where are the Yardies? Are they going to come in and be like, we got your back? I don't know, but it just seems like what you put in front of me, you're not giving me, but you're giving me something that I never asked for. So I don't feel anything for the whole four horsemen situation to come. Um, I am interested in this. I did not predict this happening this season. The situation between Diamond and his brother, Jannard. I did not anticipate him overhearing. I inter- we all knew that he was setting him up and I'm going to take the crown and the glory. And yeah, I made him do. And you can kind of argue it was cheap in a way to have him just overhear the entire plan. And you can say that it was similar to, remember there's a lot of monologuing. I know the, the Incredibles said a lot, you don't monologue your whole entire plan. It kind of felt like that, even though it was an overhearing. But I did not figure out that he would find out the whole plan within the first season. Maybe later on when he's like, oh, my brother set me up. Why have I been shot? Maybe later on, but not right now. And so I'm really interested in what Diamond is going to do. Um, Will he have to come to a realization that he has to kill his brother? Maybe he'll be like, no, I'm going to leave in order to cause any more kind of hurt or harm or whatever towards my brother. So I'm really interested in how they play that off. But they did a really good thing where Diamond was like, I'm not going to jail for you. Remember when Tommy and him was like, Tommy came to him and was like, I need help. I need weapons and I need people. And he was like, no, we almost died the last time. This is not my war. I'm not going to help you. And he said, I'm not going to jail for you. So then my question is, who is he willing to go to jail for? Will that be to stop his brother? You know, and and if that happens, I either set him up, either kill him. I don't know what, but that's what I'm really interested in. I like that dynamic, even though I just don't like the way it was executed. Um, another thing is, I'm really happy Gloria's dead because now we can move on. Just wanted to throw that in there. Um, JP and Tommy is very interesting because JP really obviously wants you know some kind of connection. He did a whole monologue spiel about wanting a connection with Kate. This, this episode really monologued a lot jesus but he did um this whole thing about wanting kate in his life and he was really hurt that you know she not only hung up she blocked him it's like oh okay so you blocked him and he doesn't have a chance to have that connection and so he really feels hurt and you kind of felt like the abandonment that he was going through because he kind of overacted the scene, but you felt that abandonment. And I genuinely felt sad for him. And then you have what was going on with D Mac. God, please change that name one day. But you have what's going on with a D Mac and you see how he kept the picture with his father. So you can see how he longs for there to be a relationship too. Obviously he's very young and he's not able to fully process all of the emotions that he was going through. And when Tommy revealed who he really was and why he was trying to be connected, he kind of turned into that black emo kid. Like, I don't hear you. I'm angry. No. And he ran out into the street. No. Then, you know, it was like, it's okay. It's going to get better. All right. So they went over to go talk to PJ and that's when he got shot. Um, I really, again it took too long to get to this point but i really do like that 
if he does live, there can be a connection through someone. JP is not connected with his mother anymore. And he talked about his son. I'm going to go find my son. And, you know, whoever his son was, he didn't know at the time. And now he has that opportunity to have that connection. I do hope that D-Mac does live in order for that to happen. My whole thing is, I wonder how Kate is going to be in the mix. Yes, you can say she blocked the number. She's not going to be there. But I don't, Kate was always kind of a little slimeball ish to me. So I wonder if they're going to incorporate Kate in the next season. And because the way how Tommy was so explosive and so angry that Kate was involved and that he even just called Kate, that, you know, it showed so much trauma that that Tommy went through. I hope there's a payoff for that trauma and that we do see Kate involved in some way. Whether or not she just ends up being killed, I'm cool with that. But I, I do hope that they bring her in for something. Um, another thing, JP with the whole thing, I got to go see my son. Um, I wonder if they're going to be able to have some kind of relationship. Or if he does die, I wonder what will the purpose be for. Because to me, I'm just the kind of purpose, person who likes characters who are a purpose which is why I don't like Seamus and Adrian. I think their storylines are just not doing what they think they're supposed to be doing for this season. But I, I do hope that they're able to establish some form of a relationship because JP is very broken and DMAC is very broken. And we also do know that there, as we saw, there's a hit put out for DMAC because of the whole situation with Balak Dahlia. And he feels, he being, um, shoot, Jannard, that Tommy is somehow stealing or everybody just hates Tommy at this point, but he wants him dead. But the whole part about him not killing Tommy with the bounty and thinking that he's trying to undercut him. I I wonder how that is going to go. And again, I just need some kind of closure with those characters and their storylines. So overall, I thought that this was a pretty decent episode. The problem is it just took too long to get there and I know a lot of people has already dropped out um you yeah here's the thing a lot of people hmm, don't know how I could say this but this show thought that it was doing something that it went to certain groups of medias because it thought that it was on that certain level and because the stories was not strong enough the people that they thought was going to be like entertained by it weren't. And so now they're going back and circling to other media that is more of the base of what Tommy should have been. That's all I can say. And that is kind of representative of you, of the writing kind of so much. We really expected this really great show. And I don't know whether or not, they thought they could live up to that expectation, but what they delivered was way too late in the game. And and I wonder if they're able to get viewership back because of that, if that makes any sense. So that's all I have to say. Mm, that, yeah, great, great takeaways, first of all. And that is, that is a great question that you raised. And yeah, we should probably have a discussion about that at some point, you know, maybe... Uh, uh, maybe later on or next week, even since it's the finale. But yeah, great. That's that's a great question right there. Um, and you, you made some great points throughout your takeaways too that uh, I definitely would have touched on later. But uh, thank you very much for you know your insight there. Um, and 
yeah, now it's Richard Bailey Jr.'s time to to give his takeaways. And, um, you know, please do also explain why your name is Power Force Season 2 writer, you know, uh, when you do these takeaways also. But, uh, yeah, go ahead and take it away when you're ready. Okay, first and foremost, I have to also say very excellent takeaways by Dana, as well as you, Gary. Uh, A lot of things that Dana said I agree with 100%. And I also agree with some stuff that you had to say as well, Gary. So um, let me start by saying the reason why my name for this week's show is Power Force Season 2 Writer is because I have already mentally checked out of Season 1. This episode, obviously, there were some things that were interesting about it, but I I had a lot of issues with this episode. But I'm already thinking about Season 2 because I think that Season 2 and having Gary Lennon come and take over this show, it's definitely going to help the show overall because this is somebody who actually worked on the original Power show with Courtney Kemp. So we'll see about that. But let's get into some of my thoughts with this episode. Uh, And I'm going to go ahead and I'm actually going to start with CBI because I have said on this show multiple times, this to me was the best storyline, this whole brother versus brother thing. and And I think that was the main draw of the show for me. Uh, There is, however, one issue that I had with the CBI storyline in this particular episode. Um, Now, we do have a scene earlier in this episode where the same scene that uh, Diamond overhears Jannar talking about what he really, you know, what he really feels about his brother and that he wants to overtake his brother. The problem is that in this same scene, Jannar is talking about Tommy. Tommy's behind all of this. He is the one that's behind this Dahlia drug, et cetera, et cetera. The problem is that later in this episode, when we have the whole situation where D-Mac and Marshall decide to go to Cousin Buddy and cut a deal with him, at that time, they then have a scene that goes back to Jannar talking with his friend and saying, so how did they how did they figure out this whole thing? What do they what do they have to offer? And at that point, he's that's when he puts together the whole storyline. Okay, yeah, I did give money to D-Mac to investigate Tommy. And he returned the money back to me. I didn't want to be involved. So Tommy, aha, Tommy is behind the Dahlia rollout. The issue I have is from an editing standpoint, that scene should have came before the other one where he all of a sudden knows that Tommy is behind behind it because it doesn't make sense. If you go back and you watch the episode, how does he know that ahead of time? And then all of a sudden it's a surprise later in the episode when he finds out that D-Mac did this deal oh yeah, Tommy must be behind this. So that right there is a mistake that they definitely should have corrected because it doesn't make any kind of sense. The other point I also want to mention about CBI is, like Dana said, I really don't care about the Adriana storyline and I really don't care about the Seamus storyline. However, I would say this. This is why when we were talking about this before, why I think Seamus should have been the one that brought in this reporter to spy on Diamond because you connect these two dots together and that would give you an explanation as to why she's getting close to him. But I will also say this, the fact that Seamus had this scene in this episode and he went after Diamond and said, oh, he wants the money. And then Diamond tried to have a heart to heart conversation with him. I would not be surprised if Seamus plays a role in helping Diamond take down his brother because it feels as though that's logically what's going to happen. Because I don't really know what Diamond's plan is to, 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 to you know, take out Jannard. Obviously, I don't think he's going to kill his brother. 
But I mean, I don't really know if it's going to come to that. It's like what Gary said. We have to wait and see what happens next week, because I think that's going to answer a lot of our questions as far as how he responds now that he knows this information. But overall, I still would say that the CBI storyline to me is the most interesting storyline in, in this entire show right now. And I think for this being Tommy's show, that's a little disappointing. But we'll move on from there. That's all I have to say about CBI. Let's talk about Tommy in this episode. Um, obviously, we do find out that D-Max's real name is Darnell because, you know, you know, that JP has a scene with his father and he's talking about, yes, he wants to get back into his son's life. Uh, Liliana does find out about what happened with Vic and tells Tommy. So Gary played an excellent uh, job in his role in this episode in terms of giving her that information because that was valuable. Um, and, 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 and of course, as Gary mentioned earlier, the whole scene about Kate and the fact that we do find out in the last episode that JP called her, but then you saw that Tommy tried to call her. Now, there was an issue with editing last week because it wasn't clear to me that Tommy tried to call her and hung up. We even spoke about it on the show. Perhaps he convinced JP to make the call, but we didn't know. We didn't see that because you saw Tommy trying to call. And then when Kate answers the phone, it's JP. So I guess we could assume now we know he hung up the phone. But yeah, I also found his reaction to JP uh, calling her very hilarious as well, as well as his reaction to D-Mac trying to do the side deal. I also found that hilarious. So I agree. Um the issue I have with Tommy's storyline this week, though, is that, once again, I cannot get over the fact that this guy will go to Merkovich and try to work with Mur- Merkovich. Now, let's recall, Tommy killed Tatiana earlier this season. Do you recall what Merkovich's response was when there was somebody talking in his group about, oh, he killed Tatiana, who nobody cares about the character. He immediately shot that person and killed him. So that tells me that now that he's all of a sudden willing to work with Tommy, I feel that is a matter of convenience. Obviously, they both now have to worry about the Irish mob. So I understand that. And for the sake of building things up for an action standpoint, I understand why they did it. I just think it was a little sloppy with how they got to this resolution because Merkovich, obviously, this guy is a bad guy. So if, I, if I'm Tommy, I'm going to definitely work with Merkovich. But after I work with Merkovich, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to take him out immediately afterwards. Because it doesn't make sense for him to be working with this guy just to form this temporary alliance. And I also agree that Merkovich, if he trusts Tommy, this character is just completely stupid because of all the stuff that happened with Tommy. For you to just trust him, oh, because we have to work together now. Okay, that's fine. You can just pay me money and I'll forget that you killed any of my people in my organization. Doesn't make any kind of sense whatsoever. But again, if they want to hurry up and excel things and get to the action, totally fine if they want to do that. Um, but I did have an issue with that. I just wanted to point that out. And what I also find interesting is, as it was mentioned earlier, Tommy did reach out to Diamond for help, which Tommy has been doing this entire season, asking Diamond to help him with all these various things, and Diamond turns him down. So what I predict is going to happen now, because they want to give Tommy the upper hand. You know, this is Tommy's show. They want to give him the upper hand. I, I expect Diamond will now approach Tommy and ask him for help to dealing with Gennard and Tommy will turn him down because this is, this is what, this is what it's going to be about. Or, or maybe Tommy will be in a position to work with him. I don't know, but they are pushing things in the direction of Tommy eventually working with diamond, which is something we already knew from the very beginning because of how both characters are. 
and how they how they were interacting from from episode two onward. So we'll see what happens. But uh, the Merkovich thing, working with Tommy, still hard to believe, and I had some issues with that. But now let's go to my final takeaway section, which has to do with the Flynn's. And this, ladies and gentlemen, this is for me what I had the most issues with this entire episode. Now, let's go back to the previous episode when Polly had his conversation with Vic and told Vic, hey, um, you need to know that Walter set up a meet with Tommy. And all of a, and all of a sudden, you know, Vic, obviously, he, he, he questioned Tommy, but I was questioning why you didn't question your father and the fact that he set up this meet with Tommy. We already know from episode one of this season how how uh, Walter feels about Tommy and the fact that when Tommy came to his house, he told him to get out of Chicago, get out of here. So obviously, from a logical standpoint, Tommy is not going to be the one to set up a meet with Walter. Walter is behind all of that. So I think it's kind of crazy that Vic would overlook that. And when he's having this conversation with his father, does it bring up the fact, oh, so you set up a meet with Tommy? That never came anywhere in the conversation. So that tells me right there that that scene last week was completely unnecessary unless it's coming up in the finale or further down the road. But to me, it was ridiculous for him not to question his father about that. The other thing I will say is Walter doing this whole thing to manipulate and get Claudia and Vic involved. I totally understand that. But here's the question that I would ask the writers. Why didn't Walter bring up the fact that he has cancer to his two kids? Because that's another way to gain their, their, you know, gain their trust and get them on your side when you also tell them, oh, yeah, I'm also sick as well. I don't understand why that was never brought into the, into any of this. Because, again, he's at stage one right now, which means that he has an opportunity to actually get the issue resolved. But again, I just think from a writing standpoint, that should have been brought in because it makes it deeper on a family level. It's not just about, oh, because what happened to Gloria, because we already know Walter never cared about Gloria. Claudia didn't either. So the fact that he would just say, OK, we have to get, we, you know, use his son's emotions for, for, for Claudia and that be the, have that be the only thing. I think that's an issue. It's fine. But you also bring up the health thing that we have been seeing this entire season. I think that should have also been addressed and it hasn't been addressed. So I assume that's going to happen at a later point. We shall see. And now let's go to Claudia and her decision to all of a sudden just just don't talk to Tommy. Now, I do like how they made the character question. Are you sure that Tommy really set this up? They needed to do that because she obviously started to like Tommy a little bit with her working with him. So it's good that they did that. The problem is that when she just decides, okay, I'm going to cut off Tommy. You're right. You're right. Da, I'm going to work with you. You're now going to make me a part of, give me a seat at the table as Dana alludes to. That's great and everything, but it makes no sense for her just to completely drop all affiliation with Dahlia because we already know in the previous episode, you had Vic approaching Seamus. I need you to find out who's behind Dahlia. You have Jannard looking for who's behind Dahlia. So the fact that now she wants nothing to do with this product, that's going to come up again later because Walter also wanted to know who was behind that drug. So in the midst of her teaming up with her father, eventually it's going to come back to Dahlia and then they're going to have questions about, so you are behind this. That makes it even more complicated dynamic, which I'm very interested to see how that plays out. But I think it's silly for her to just completely drop all of that and say, you know what? No, um, family is more important right now. 
So I'm going to work with you and forget about all of this side business that I helped start and create that Tommy can now continue without me being involved. So very interesting decision to go in all these directions. Uh, Definitely some of the issues that I had with the episode because of that. But I will say this, the Four Horsemen crew that they have built up, I agree 100% with Dana that it took them too long to get to this point. I kind of want to believe that the writers have some good ideas in mind for these characters because you're not going to refer to them as the Four Horsemen. We all know what those characters were and how they were portrayed in various types of media. So you can't just say they're the full horsemen and then just be some random characters and then they get killed next week. I think that would be very poor. So hopefully that's not what happens. But I want to believe that they're going to do something with those characters next season. I want to believe that it can get better. But again, I have no idea. All I can all I can say is that season two with Gary Lennon in charge, he has a lot of work cut out for him as what as far as what he has to fix. But I still believe season two can be better because they have some things in place that are interesting, but it's about the execution and how they decide to get there. But overall, yes, uh, I thought the episode had a lot of issues. There are still some things that are interesting about the show, so I'm not prepared to say that I'm going to completely give up on what they're doing in the future. But season one, I think it's safe to say this was not a a good season. Um, And hopefully season two is a hell of a lot better, but we shall see. Oh yeah, yeah. Excellent points there. Um, I believe that Dana has a comment to make, so go ahead, Dana. Yeah. Counterpoint. Here's the thing: what I don't mind the not telling the kids about cancer. One, it's stage one. Two, the cancer situation is not that bad right now. Yes, he's fainting and the blood and the things, but. If the kids are so focused on dad having cancer, they're not going to be able to fully execute whatever it is that they're trying to execute now. Because I'm going to be so worried about my father's health that when it comes to strategically planning how I'm taking out all these people and Tommy, it's not going to work that way. And then for Claudia, remember, she's also not just, oh, she's the family member. As you saw in the last scene, they did it kind of poorly, but they, they showed in the very last scene where she's confronting the four horsemen. And she's like, yeah, I'm here. With me, da. We're going to see, you know, the same table kind of thing. So she has a lot that's already at stake with one. She's not trusting Tommy at all because of what she saw with Murkovich. Um, so that right there is how is she going to reconfigure Dahlia? Because remember, right now he's re- he's making everything and he's d- distribution. Mm-hmm. So he has a lot that's at stake with Dahlia. And then also on top of that, you have Liliana, who's like literally a ride or die. And the chemist, I'm not sure what's going on with her, but she's like, I'm just happy she's alive. And I think she's just happy she's alive. But there's a lot that you would have to come up with to go up against Tommy as well, because it's not just one person that's into it. Um, so it will just be a too much of a distraction for like, and I have cancer for everything all at once. And also from maybe from a child standpoint, it would feel a little wee bit more manipulative because he's doing a lot of things that, you know, is manipulative to begin with. Mm -hmm. And then just to add that on, it just makes it just over the top with the manipulation, even though he technically really does have cancer. So it's just right now, it's just, it would be a lot. And for this season, which they already put too much into, um, I just think that it would be something that's better in season, uh, whatever, too. And maybe he dies. Who knows, Walter? He dies at the end anyway. 
I'm all for like somebody dying eventually, please. Um, yeah, so that was like the two main things that I just wanted to touch upon over there. And then also, really quickly, I feel the show is good, but like I stated before, they put too much into this. If they would have really let this be like a like for season one, we followed the two brothers, Tommy and the brothers, and then we kind of got into Tommy's lineage. One season there, you know, then we are introduced into the Flynn's to you know to, to show the larger crime family because if you looked at an episode well in season one like in the very beginning it they was laying out the different families and the different groups of mm-hmm. the gangs i think it would have been more digestible if we went through like season by season here's each of the ones and like in season two we're introduced to the flins and what's I agree. going on I, I, I agree and, 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 and I think you made some very good counterpoints as well. So Yeah. yeah. Um, but so this whole uh woke being sick thing, I think I think it's just like very sloppy at the moment because I, I was under, <laughs> I was under the impression that they already knew because I think Vic actually had a conversation with Walt about it in a previous episode. And with Claudia, yeah, I remember Vic knows. Yeah, and Gloria brought it up to to Claudia. Um, I don't think Claudia actually addressed it with her father, though. Um, But to me, it kind of feels like, you know, if Vic knows that he's sick, maybe he doesn't know it's cancer. Maybe he doesn't know what stage it's at. But um, if he knows that he is sick like that, and if Claudia, you know, if she heard this thing from Gloria, I feel like they should be a lot more concerned than they are at the moment especially going into this whole war situation. Like, I feel like that is something that should have been brought up in this episode. And at the moment, it seems like only poorly, like poorly is the only one that um, is kind of showing some restraint. Like he, he's the only one that's challenging Waltz. Like, you know, you should kind of take a step back and um, think about what you're doing kind of thing. Um, where and I feel like you know the children they completely aren't concerned about his health at all. Um, that given that Vic knows he's sick, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the point I was going to add, you make a very good point. And the thing is that in this episode, he does say, "I'm going to need you to lead." So that could have been something where he had maybe he had a separate conversation with him and told him, "This is how bad things are." So I'm going to need you to lead. Don't tell your sister about how bad my situation is. But the fact that he made makes him a leader, that should be a sign because, you know, obviously, if you have a health condition like that, the situation could change at any, at any point in time. So he's not a fit to lead, it, it, you know, all the time. So it makes sense for him to make him a, a leader. But, yeah, I probably feel like he should have mentioned to, for him to know because uh, it didn't make any kind of sense. But maybe he does know. Maybe that happened off camera. I have no idea. But I agree that, yeah, it's a little sloppy how they handled that. But, um. It is what it is, and we'll see what happens from here on out. Yeah, because even when Vic brought it up to him, I believe it was in the last episode, like he found out off screen as well. So I, I think the fact that we don't see some of these things happen, I think that kind of, you know, it makes it difficult to track these stories sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like we didn't actually see the moment where Vic found out he was sick. He just he just came up to his father and started talking to him about it. About yeah. it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a bit all over the place, uh, for me, but Hey, uh, it is what it is, but, um, great points all around. Um, 
we are going to get to our questions and discussion segments so you know we can have more of a back and forth um but you know just a friendly reminder to the people please do hit that like button if you're enjoying the discussion and please also chime in because i'm sure you all have you know many thoughts many rebuttals about you know what we've been talking about so definitely drop those comments uh below um and consider subscribing also if you like the content um so yeah i have a few questions here uh relating to the episode and um where do I even start? So uh, this is this is this is something that we can cover very quickly, just because um, I think you both kind of touched on Shameless. Um, so you know, what is the end game for for Shameless's character? Do you think? So I uh, I know Rich Richard mentioned that you know um, Shameless he could potentially help Diamond take down Janard. Um, you know, that could be something that happens because they did have that conversation in this episode where, you know, Seamus came to the barbershop. He told him, you know, that um, this cop is kind of breathing down his neck and, and shaking him down for money. And um, Diamond seemed pretty, you know, I guess because this was after he he overheard Jannard's conversation. So Diamond was very willing to give him the money. He even gave him 50K extra. <laughs> so... I mean, he seems like pretty willing to help him out. Um, so that is something that could happen. Rich might be onto something there. But Dana, um, you know, do you have any idea what might be the end goal for Seamus after seeing this episode? No, because I don't know what his goal was to begin with. I mean, he kind of started out as being the cop who was just the nuisance to make sure that Diamond and the brothers kind of stayed straight and like, what are you doing? And just randomly walking into the barbershop, which still, again, where are the customers, man? Um, but when it comes to this, we kind of find out that he is being blackmailed by the white guy whose name I cannot remember because he's forgettable too. But he's being blackmailed and we know that his sister is very sick. But we're not shown this. We're told this. And again, this goes with I don't care because you're not showing me anything that I should be cared about. You're just telling me, I need money, man. I need money. And then you you have to pay me money because I have to give you, you know, I'm going to blackmail you. Oh, no. And then he runs up to Diamond. I need money. Give me some money. Here's a gun. I don't care. I don't know what his end game is. I don't know what his beginning game is. I don't know why he was there to begin with. This was a character that even if you just completely took out of the show, it does not change the show at all. Um, I don't know. Um, but I will say in terms of just entertaining myself that he ends up being, he ends up being that someone at diamond, I don't know, they share some kind of thingy because they had that, that conversation when he was robbing him for the hundred thousand dollars and got $150,000 where he was telling him about the struggle and everything else and how they're really similar than they are different. They just happen to be on opposite aisles, even though they're both corrupt. And I maybe in terms of this whole war situation, you know, he will be the one who will turn or not turn, but be used for, you know, to help Tommy as maybe a favor to to diamond. I want him to do something of which his badge requires him to do just to do something at all aside from opine about his sister and needing money and being blackmailed. 
So that's what I hope. I hope at the end he is involved with this whole thing. And maybe um, Diamond tells him what's going to happen. I'm really talking myself through this answer. Diamond tells him what's going to happen. And he is the guy who's like, tries to arrest everyone at the end. So he gets his little badge of honor and he feels like he's a man again. Yeah. Yeah, that could, uh, that could definitely be something. And um, another thing I was thinking as well is because we know that he, he, he's had an arrangement with Vic also, like he, you know, he feeds Vic information and Vic was paying him and stuff. Um, so I'm thinking maybe if, maybe if Diamond, you know, comes to a conclusion next week and he's like, okay, Jannard is, he's going too crazy right now. And, you know, I need to do something about this. So maybe Diamond decides, okay, I'm going to help Tommy out. I'm going to be a part of his Dahlia business now. Um, and I am going to, the same way, you know, I went to prison, I am going to set up Jannard to, 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 to do a bid. And, you know, maybe he uses Seamus to do that. And then maybe he um, he also snatches Seamus away from Vic and Seamus becomes his kind of, you know, um, legal contact, you know, that, that he pays off. Um, and, you know, Seamus stops working with Vic at that point. So that could be um, another thing that happens, you know, maybe. Um, but, yeah, uh, any rebuttal to that or otherwise I'll go to Rich. Well, you do you mean him him working for Vic and working for Diamond at the same time? No, like maybe he'll like basically Diamond will snatch him away from Vic because yeah. I think if if Diamond sides with Tommy, then he'll be on opposite sides of the war to Vic. So, um, you know, maybe he just straight up snatches Seamus away from Vic, you know, because they because yeah. I mean he did give him fifty k extra for no reason. So I think you would owe him something, you know. That's true. Some some kind of loyalty, but but Rich, what do you think about this whole Seamus thing? I know you had some thoughts earlier, but uh, any updates? What, what are you thinking? I, I I think that you both brought up some great points. I I I personally think that uh, well, right now Vic is focused on Tommy, so he ain't worried about Seamus. Uh, Seamus got the extra fifty k as as you both alluded to, so he doesn't need to go to Vic right at this moment, but um. I'm very curious to see what happens with the interaction the next time they do cross paths, because you got to also remember that he told that his assignment from Vic was to find out who was behind Dahlia and he, and he gave him extra to also find that information out. So, um, I don't, I mean, like Dana said, I don't really give a damn about the cop. I mean, protect and serve. That's excellent. But the character, they haven't shown us much about the character. You just see him as somebody asking for money and he will hold people up at gunpoint just to get what he wants. So I don't really care about him, and I definitely don't care about his superior officer either. I feel like that guy is going to have to get taken out at some point anyway because he's going to continue asking for money. Uh, so you have to get rid of him one way or another. And maybe it's something that he asked Diamond to look into that, or they maybe they scare him into so that he backs away from asking for the additional money from Seamus. That's a possibility, I think. But that, that guy is going to have to get taken away because I don't really care about him either. But um, 
I just don't know what the way they're going with this. One thing I, I do want to make, make a make mention of though is that um the whole thing about the reporter falling in love with Diamond, you know, love at first sight. How grand? I don't really know about that existing in real in the real in reality, but I will just say this. I think that character is definitely going to get killed. And when Gary made the comments about uh, the barbership, barbershop getting shot up, I would not be surprised if she's in there when that happens. Because, again, now this puts attention back on Diamond. The whole thing about her is trying to do the story for her boss. So if she gets killed in the act of trying to do the story, that makes Diamond look bad. So that's where I think they're going with this storyline sooner or later. I mean, but again, I don't know because they have a lot of ideas and they don't execute well on every idea. So I don't know what the hell they're going to do with any of this stuff. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, Daniel. I would love that very much so. But you know what also popped into my head that they never came back to and it's, it was really frustrating to me? Remember the opening scene when Diamond was getting out of prison and those other jail the cellmates or convicted people in the jail was all like, we're going to get them later. We never got that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What? The, the, the fart? I would, I would like that. That's what I thought we were getting. So I, I guess the uh, the Rojas people was the only ones that they had to show for now. So it's just the, Rojas. But no, no, I, I but I yeah, I thought it was a lot more people that they you know they have they had they they want to go after Diamond. So I, I have no idea. But yeah, I agree. You know, they need to be more threats because they got rid of that Rojas section. Uh, those people real quick. Uh-huh. And it's funny that there was no other retaliation. You know, the guy in the jail cell. You know, he probably tried to contact them if, after they got killed. Oh, I, I can't reach him. He doesn't have another person that could find out what happened to him. I mean, well, that's, did that's the, kind head, of... the, hand, the main guy. Maybe they all just take their orders from him. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I'm surprised he never found out what happened. If he did, maybe it happened off camera. Who knows? You know, I guess we, I guess we think too much about these things. That's we why people, yes. that's why people like, yeah, they, 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 they think too much about these ideas. That's why so, people hate us. Yeah. Yeah. Stop thinking. <laughs> it's entertainment. But also yeah. on top of that, like Tommy, Tommy took out the whole uh, Rojas gang or whatever and stuck them in his car, and like he, he now he's running to the Serbs like for help because yeah. of, because but of that. See, wouldn't that be more of for the journalists to do? Where are all these dead bodies coming from? Yep. <laughs> Why is there a whole car full of burnt bones and ashes? That's what they should have did with her instead of just like, hey, Diamond, let's go bang. And I don't really have a point yet, but I'm going to keep talking to you. That's right. Breakfast in bed. That's what she Breakfast in bed. (laughs) It's a remixed edition of Pepper Potts, too. Yeah. It's it's very ridiculous. And I I understand they had the whole thing about she was supposed to meet Elijah and then Diamond. Oh, but Diamond is just, oh, he swept me. He swept me off my feet as soon as I saw him. It's a little ridiculous, but uh, it is what it is. Oh, speaking of dead people, I really did like that Tommy was desperate to find what happened to Gloria. Oh, yeah. I like that. We're seeing a side of Tommy. We we don't get to CC a lot, which is him actually having empathy and caring for people. I'm glad you mentioned that. I just want to make a comment. Uh, Joseph Sakura acting very good. The scene where he talks with Claudia. And she tells him that, uh, you know, that Gloria didn't make it. He's like, the expression he had, like, like he wanted to cry. Like, who told you, who, who, who told you I was behind this? Who told you I was behind this? I can't, I'm not an actor, so I can't 
do it a hundred percent like him, but I, I was convinced. Yeah, that, that was some good acting. So I, um, yeah, he, yeah, he does care about what happened to her, but unfortunately it don't matter now because he got a target on his back. He got a target, <laughs> but he had multiple targets. See, and again, and I'm sorry to lament this, but he had multiple targets on his back before mm-hmm. this whole episode with the Flins and with everyone else just in general, this threat that's happening now does not feel like it's a big threat to me. Even though you called all your horsemen people and all of Dublin, I don't feel nothing for this threat. I agree. I feel in some random Superman way, Tommy is going to just, you know, avoid all of this and everyone else is going to get all shot up. I agree. And uh, one last point I want to make, and then Gary, because I don't want to go too much off your question. But just to respond to that, I'm pretty sure now you may see 2-Bit return. And I don't know why Tommy wouldn't call 2-Bit. You know you can trust 2-Bit, so why don't you ask him to help you in this situation? But again, maybe that's too much. Maybe that's too much for the writers to think about. That makes sense because they teased him in the IMDB like way before the show even aired. Exactly. Sorry, we are derailing Gary's show. Sorry. No, it's it's fine. You know, this is what the people love. They want to hear us conversate, so it's cool. But but yeah, that does make total sense. I, I could totally see um you know tommy you know maybe he's he's down on his luck and he's feeling the heat from the four horsemen and he's like damn who can i call to back me up like who you know and his his memory will think back to new york and the people who held him down then and two bit was the main guy you know so mm-hmm. bring back bubbles he's dead <laughs> but yeah bubbles oh. bubbles was cool i'm you know who i meant kendrick lamar Oh yeah, okay. I, com- I compare him to Bubbles. Yeah, yeah. Was was Bubbles the other guy? Remember, it was always Two Bit and the other guy. Was that Bubbles or or was that someone else? No, that was someone else. The the dude that Tommy shot in the eye. Like, what was his name? Uh, I can't remember his name right now. I'll, I'll probably re- I'll remember it by the time we're done. He was the funny one. Yeah, yeah. he was shorter. Yeah, he he was cool. If I tell the- you, I have to kill you. <laughs> Use the comedy relief, but yeah, um, that it definitely makes sense for two bit to return now, so I hope that we do see that next week. Um, but yeah, great points all around, so I'll keep it moving. Um, we've kind of touched a lot of this subject matter already, but um, I guess I'll move on. So, um, of course, Claudia, you know, after seeing Tommy talk to the Serbs, um, you know, we see. Uh, that you know, um, she she kind of goes back to her family and kind of pledges her loyalty. Like um, she goes, she, you know, she goes to Walt and she says, basically, you know, I believe you. Like I believe everything you say. He re- like Tommy really is behind this now. Um, and you know, Rich brought up the fact that she is currently in business with with Tommy with the Dahlia business and everything. So it wouldn't make sense for her to just you know switch up like that. But do you think she's at the back of her mind? Maybe she's planning to take out Tommy because then she'll have full access to the business. Like if Tommy's gone, she, you know, she takes over essentially. Um, I mean, Liliana's there and I don't think she'll let that happen so easily, but um, I guess she could like, you know, Claudia could like get the cook, you know, she could get the, uh, get Lauren, the the person who, you know, the other cook basically. Uh, I mean, JP knows how to cook now. Uh, which and I'm sure he would be loyal to Tommy, but but you know Claudia could get the other cook, 
you know, and um, she could take control of Dahlia that way. Um, so do you think that this is part of her agenda in trying to go against Tommy now? What do you think, Rich? I think what you just said, and again, if they don't take advantage of this, uh, then it shows that they aren't really thinking logically about how they lay out these episodes. She knows where Tommy is at. She knows what he's working on. The facility that that he's at, Liliana is at, the cook and JP. So with all this information, what is going to stop her from telling Walter, this is where Tommy goes. We need to go and hit him here. That's what I expect to see in the next episode. Because you know where he's at, what the, the base of operations, all this information. So if she truly wants to take out Tommy, this is what has to happen in the next episode. And, and it, it can't be any excuse about, well, we need to try to wait and find out how we're going to find Tommy. She knows everything about Tommy in terms of how what he's operating, what he's working on. So it shouldn't be any issues getting to him in the next episode. But I want to see how they're going to delay uh, that particular uh, thing from happening. Because there really is no excuse. I think they've written themselves into a corner and she knows this information and intel. So it's kind of dumb if she doesn't say anything in the next episode. Yeah, definitely. Because she, I mean, yeah, she should know Tommy's patterns completely. Like she should know his whole schedule, his timetable, everything. So, I mean, um, she could just tell, you know, Walt and Vic, this is where he's going to be at, you know. Um, and just as I was like, you know, just as we were talking about that, I was thinking, you know, because now JP knows how to cook, um, I could totally see, you know, in maybe in the next season, there's two different factions of Dahlia warring against each other, like, because there is two cooks now, so she could take Lauren, um, JP will be with Tommy, and they could, like, the Flynn family will be one faction, and then the Tommy faction, the Egan family. Well, hold on, Are, are, are you suggesting that the scientist is going to survive into season two, Gary? Do you think she's going to make it to season two? Yeah, I mean, because I I don't want to see her die. Like, you know, she's a she's a smart black woman. I hope she survives. Well, I agree. I don't want to see the character die either. But because what we do know is that when she gets killed and then that's going to raise questions about what happened to her, because they already teased that with the boss when they called me. The boss's name is Richard, right? So they called me to confirm. So if something happened to her, I'm definitely going to uh, raise suspicion. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's a very good point. Um, I kind of feel though, if they go into that facility in the next episode, somebody they're going, they're going. They, I mean, somebody going to have to get taken out. I, I feel, but I, I, that's why I'm curious to see. And obviously, we didn't see the trailer for the next episode. For those that are wondering, we do get this screener early. So we didn't see, we don't know what's going to happen next week yet, but we, we will see when we see that trailer uh, after this episode airs. Mm-hmm. Today is Friday for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, go, go ahead, Dana. You got any thoughts on, on Yeah. That? Here's the thing, what I was thinking, which I said, wishful hope that it could actually be true. One of the kids could actually be playing us and we'll, we'll flip. Because remember... Claudia was a thinker, right? She was the one who was like, things are not making sense. And she was the one who was the holdout of the family. And it wasn't until she saw Tommy with uh, Murkovich that she was like, oh, it's all true. But that still doesn't fully mesh well with everything that happened. So I do feel that maybe, hopeful thinking again, one of the kids are playing us. I don't know if it's Claudia 
or if it's Vic. But it could be Victor, because also, again, even though he was the one who got shot up and his, his ladies did, he knows his father couldn't stand her. Um, he, he knows that Tommy was trying to help her and everything else. It wasn't until, you know, she ran in and was like, duh, I really did see Murkovich with Tommy, that he really started to say, well, I guess you may be right. You know, they did this huge, long speech at the end, like, I stand with you. You're part of my family. You know, that whole thing. But again, I'm hoping that that's all a swerve and that that's not fully true with everything. And so maybe we'll get an extra showdown of of that. But uh, I forgot what the original question was. Uh, no, it was like whether you think Claudia is like planning to take over the Dahlia business and that's why she wants to kill Tommy and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I mean, she's wanting to kill Tommy, that and she honestly thinks that, you know, that she may not honestly, but somebody, I don't know, because again, I do feel like there's a swerve I'm hoping for, but if there is no swerve, um, I do think that it would probably be in her best interest if she keeps Dahlia still running. I don't know if this means that she'll finally convince her father that, you know, Dahlia is something that's more lucrative than the Coke. Um, but in terms of her going after Tommy, that already just seems to definitely be a given. So it's a win-win for her on both ways. She gets to kill Tommy just in general for what she believes may have happened with the whole family and trying to set up um, Victor and the whole thing with Gloria, even though she didn't like Gloria. I don't think anybody even cares about Gloria at this point, but she cares that her father, that her, um, her brother was almost murdered by them, that she believed that he set them up. So if that's the case, it's a win-win. Tommy's dead, so then I basically have the patent to Dahlia, and I can just scoop up your team. The only thing is, is we're going to end up with a showdown between Liliana and JP, and I wonder how that's going to go down. Tommy, if we already know, he ain't going to die. He's going to be fine. I don't, just don't see it. Yes. Now, after hearing you say that, uh, I unfortunately am preparing for Liliana to possibly get killed in the finale because I can see a situation where Claudia and them roll up to that facility. Tommy isn't there and they decided to send a message by killing her. And then now that will start this whole thing of Tommy having to really go after them harder. I see JP dying because the innocent remember yeah. we, we already had Gloria and he's, and even Tommy stated she wasn't in this man. She's an innocent. What's going on? You know, yeah. so you had that, but JP would also be the most logical. I agree. Well. His- I, I agree. And, and, and you make a good point because we know that Liliana is the only one that knows the secret that that's Tommy's brother. We never saw Claudia actually see JP. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that would, that would, that would be a, um, a very uh, interesting twist if he is killed. And then it makes the fact that he didn't really get a chance to spend any time with his son, even more dramatic because his son is still in the hospital. Yeah. I'm cool with him dying too. <laughs> I just want everyone to give me at least five bodies. I'm good. Yeah. Um, I do think we need some blood, like the streets need a body, you know? So, so next week, you know, I think someone someone's got to go to make this interesting. Um, but yeah, great points all around. I definitely want the people to chime in on that and let us know what, what they think about, you know, Claudia and the Flynn's and the Egan family. Like, you know, what do you see happening there? Um, 
so you know, speaking of DMAC, since you brought him up, um, so I'm I'm guessing we're all we're we're all in agreement that we think he's gonna survive them or well Dana, you know No Neo okay, so, so you think That's he's gonna <gasps> Oh my god. Okay, random. He mm-hmm. dies. JP, we already know, is like he's angry and like right? And so he thinks he has a little backbone now because he's like, I've been cooking up some some drugs, some Dahlia. I want to be a part of this life. Automatically signs up to be a part of the army and he's killed. Or he goes on his lonesome and thinks he's going to go after CBI or I don't think he knows that CBI is part of this whole thing. But he's going to be on... Yeah, I think he's going to just probably do like a Lone Ranger situation. And then that's how he dies. Okay. So you think both of them are going out? Okay. Interesting. I, I mean, I mean, five. Again, I'm just like I need five bodies. So, <laughs> five bodies. Wow. So, Rich, what, what do you think? Well, I think that uh, I personally think that Darnell, aka D Mac, and both names are horrible. By the way, I believe that that character will survive the gunshot wound. I do believe that JP will be very angry, though, and will want answers as to who came after his son. And I do believe that I can see him going after or doing what he can. And Tommy, obviously, and it'll be very easy to convince Tommy, hey, you want to get back on my good side again? We need to work together and go after whoever it is that shot my son. So that's going to happen because it makes JP get more involved in this besides the cooking. The the character obviously is, is 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 very angry. You saw he was about ready to take someone's head off with a bat earlier this season. So I would be curious to see him what actually what he actually does when something like this happens to someone he cares about. Is he going to get violent with somebody? I want to see that. So I I think that's what's going to happen. Starting with the next episode, it might really be in season two, but I, I expect that to happen one hundred percent. See, Richard makes sense because we get that thing, and then also. This show sometimes is a lot of over, um, over, it talk too much and mm-hmm. it likes to overshadow. I'm pretty sure I'm using a wrong word. Y'all went to school and everything, but it's, it's alluding too much to certain things that's going to happen in the future. So remember the whole conversation that Tommy had with DMAC and he was like, you know, you're too smart for this. I don't want this life for you. You know, that whole, you know, kind of a parental conversation. Do I call you Uncle Tom now? It really felt like because now that they have that connection and he did that whole monologue of you're too smart for this. This is not the life for you. Um, People. And remember, he said people die. And he said he told him the story about ghosts, not ghost ghosts, but he told him ghostish. You know, I knew a guy who was just as smart as you. He did. That's the life that we always end up with. You end up dead. So I think that it was foreshadowing. I said overshadow. It was foreshadowing uh, D-Max's death. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Um, I do think, like, they spent so much time building this this thing up this season that I feel like it's almost a way. It feels like a waste if it's, like, over, just over next week. Like, um so I see them dragging the whole story out a bit more before someone dies. Like I, I totally agree that, you know, either one of them, JP or DMAC, they, they, they're at risk of dying completely, especially if they're involved in the business. But I just don't know if it's coming in the finale, but go ahead, Rich. 
Uh, to go to Dana's point that somebody has to die, let's also remember that uh, D-Mac made up with Marshall in this episode, and the hit is on both Marshall and D-Mac. So if Marshall gets killed, yeah, that's possible. I mean, I don't really care about the character, really, but uh, it is a friend of D-Mac, so um, that would also elevate this as, as well if they don't flat-out kill D-Mac or JP yet, but we'll see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could uh, I could definitely see that. Like, that seems like a disposable character. Uh, go mm-hmm. ahead. No, Marshall, yes, he can die. Yeah, he die. But he could be a part of the army thing. Yeah. Because he can't go back to, to CBI. Right oh, no. Now. Him and D-Mac have beef with CBI now. Um, Mar- yeah. Oh, no, no. I, and I was going to say, and I, and I find it very, very, very ridiculous that now they want to prioritize taking out the kids before Tommy. So Because they're easy pickings. That's yeah. like, you know, killing the cub instead of the big, strong father who's standing right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, but in doing that, they have to know that will also draw Tommy out. If Tommy is working with them, that's to get his attention. So he is coming after them. That's why I did, just go after everybody. But they said, no, we need to get rid of them first, and then we'll worry about Tommy. But Tommy's going to be coming after him now in the next episode, I would think. I do wonder if we'll have a hospital scene that's kind of like BMF where they try to kill D-Money in the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we'll see. You mean Razor Kanan where they tried to kill... uh... No, remember? Well, both. Well, that. Remember in BMF when they tried to kill one brother? Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah that that would be cool. Um, and I just watched like Top Boy recently, and that had a, a fun hospital scene as well, like one of the earliest seasons of Top Boy. So I, I'm I'm all for beefing at the hospital. Like it's very intense to watch that. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, great points all around. Um, and um, so I have like one um, small question. Uh, there is another question I want to ask. But, like, I just want to clear something up quickly. So we know that um, they, like, the, the Flins believe that Tommy told the Serbs where Vic and Gloria were going to be um, and set them up to be shot at, right? Um, but But was it actually somebody else? Did somebody else feed them the information that Vic was going to be at that place? Go ahead, Rich. Uh, my personal opinion, and this is just my opinion, I think Walter did set that up. Because you see how, how excited he was to finally have his kids under his control. And he was the one that told them, oh, yeah, Tommy set this up. Mm-hmm. So I think and, it's Walter, actually. Yeah, and, and if you notice, when Claudia um, when Claudia comes in and she says she saw Tommy talking to Murkovich, um, Walt has like a surprised, like a shocked kind of look. Mm-hmm. Like when when she says that, so, exactly. So that is interesting. If Walt is actually the one that that fed the information to them, um, what do you think, Dana? Go ahead. Muted. Sorry, I was muted. Paulie. Paulie had oh, to you, do something. You think it was Paulie? It was. It was Paulie and his drug addicted son <laughs> that no one talks yeah. about again because we just have storylines that we just drop. Yeah, uh, 
I'm wondering what Paulie's going to do because there was a lot of build up with him in this season. So it's Paulie like Paulie is loyal. Oh goodness, I don't. I wish we would do something with Paulie. I, I just want to say I, I do agree there are too many storylines. They even had the storyline where the cops were going to try to get information out of Polly. Those cops weren't even in this episode mm. either. So you see, it's too many things happening on the show at the same time. Is it true? Is it too much? I'm, I'm very, yeah. And then you forget things, and then they forget things. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say why I think they really did this, but I think I know why they really did this. They was trying to get that white audience. <laughs> I think all of these stories could have been excellent if they paced it out the right way. Like, not all of this needed to be season season one, like Dana said earlier. Like, some yeah. of it should have been, you know, um, just spaced out a bit more. And and then that would give them more time to really build the characters and make us actually care about them. Like, yeah, I, I, I think if they were going to kill Gloria, that could have happened at the very end of the season. And then you have this whole thing where, okay, now they want to go after Tommy, and that goes into season two. Maybe uh-huh. that would have worked out better. But uh, I guess uh, they wanted to throw as much as they can at the viewer so that something would stick and that they can get people watching so that they would have come back for a second season. And her goal was to be a chef, and we never really got to see her doing her passion, which was cooking. I don't know any backstory about Gloria. Oh, no. we No, she did cook. She cooked in the first episode with Tommy and gave him a meal. Yeah, she was feeding him right. He was fed. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They, they they could have done a lot more with that character. They could do a lot more with a lot of characters. I, I just don't know what uh they wasn't really I don't really, really think they thought some of these things through. They just said this is an attractive person. It looked this would be great to give Tommy a little bit of some, you know, because he hasn't had uh, you know someone in a while. So that's what they decided. Just put her in the storyline. Oh, and let's make her also the girlfriend of the guy that Tommy has an issue with. That's a great idea, right? Yeah, but the execution was not. It's like they watched too much Godfather and then thought right away they're going to write everything of the Godfather and put it in one season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I do do think it was like too many ideas and they just mushed it all together, kind of like. um, So yeah, uh, last question. So um, what do you think Diamond is actually going to do now, now that he overheard his brother talking about him and his plans and everything. You know, what what is his next move going to be in the finale? And of course, this answer is without us seeing the trailer. So keep that in mind, you know. Um, But yeah, what do you think he's going to do now that he he overheard all that? Um, Because of course, Jannard, he talks about a lot of things. He talks about, you know, the buddy thing that's going on in Indiana. Um, he talked about wanting to get rid of Tommy, and he went, he talked about wanting to take over CBI from Diamond. So he mentioned all of that, and you know he also said F Diamond, F Tommy, you know all that. So you know what what do you think Diamond is going to do now that he's had some time to process this? Um, so I'll go to you first, uh, Dana. What do you think? You went to me first. How dare you? Um, <laughs> if you need more time, you know, no, no, because my answer is going to still be the same. I don't okay. know. Um, in terms of how this story seems to be playing out, I don't know. But what I wish would be this after the whole, the literal monologue of literally everything, all I was waiting for was, and I set him up to go to jail the first time. That's all I was waiting for. Um, I think 
that Diamond is a thinker, as we learned before. It is Jannard who is the hot-headed one who reacts, boom, right away. Jannard is going to, I don't think that Diamond is going to react right away. I think he's going to sit on this. Whether or not we see this in the finale, I do not want to see this in the finale. I want this to be season two. Um, he is going to probably use what he has at his disposal, which is the reporter. Hey, do you run a real story? And probably feed in information about his brother to the reporter to do with that. Also, he knows the whole situation about Dahlia. He's the one who, you know, also has information about Dahlia and who's running Dahlia. Remember, Jannard just now found out that it was Tommy was behind Dahlia. Jannard is still technically connected to Tommy, even though he's like, I don't want to help you at this moment. We still friends, though. So he could figure out and set up a way where, you know, he... Tommy finds... Well, Tommy already knows about Jannard. I really feel that this is all is innate. So just him talking to him about it would just be redundant at this point. But I really wonder if how they're going to be able to use this to set up um, Jannard. On top of that, he has the cop as well. The Seamus. So Seamus, the reporter... And you kind of have Tommy, who has all of the inside information of everything else. Tommy also knows D-Money Mac. If he is alive or dead at this point, we know about the connection with the guy who's like, um, the, the dude with the eye, whose name I can't remember. So, because of that, I feel he can use this information as a way to set up Jannard and put him in jail. I don't see this being a killing situation. I hope it's not a killing situation because that's just too easy. What? I heard you talk about me. Boom, boom. And then that's over. I want this to be strategic and I want this to be him going to jail. And with the amount of information that he knows and with Dahlia on the street, I feel that he won't get to 10 years, but he'll probably end up getting life behind this. Uh, so that's what I hope happen. And then you have to wonder what happens to the CBI. Do the CBI completely disband at this point? Or does Diamond is like the sole leader back with this? And then also, what's going on with um, Jannard's friend, whose name I can't remember, that he also was having a conversation with downstairs in the basement? What's going to happen with that situation? Is he going to get killed off? Or does he go to jail too as an accomplice? Because he knows everything and he's part of the CBI. And I don't really see Diamond being like, I'm leader of the CBI because he gave that whole monologue speech again about I'm done with this. I want to go to jail. So that way it would technically end up wrapping his story nicely. He leads a straight, clean, and narrow life. And his brother is in jail. And then that's it. And we can move on to uh, something else. Yeah. Yeah. Great thoughts. Great, uh, great ideas there. Um, and just, you know, quickly, um, my thinking is, I, I don't think, I think this is going to carry on into season two, this, this beef between them. Um, and what I could possibly see happening is CBI splitting into two sides. So like diamonds branch and Janard's branch, and I think, I think what could happen then, because um, I really think they're setting up like the Egan family versus the Flynn family. Um, and I feel like maybe Diamond's branch of CBI is going to integrate with the Egan's and Jannard's branch is going to integrate with the Flynn's possibly. 
or work alongside them or in some capacity. Uh, because remember, if if Dahlia splits, if there's two Dahlia like factions, everybody's going to want a piece of Dahlia. So it would make sense for them to get with the people who are, you know, who who have control of Dahlia. And if there's two cooks, that means Claudia will have her cook, and JP will be the other cook. Um, and yeah, so it's like you're going to want to side with one of those sides to kind of have access to the drug. Um, so I think that, that there's going to be some sort of split, you know, between CPI and they're going to be at odds, like Diamond and Janard are going to be at odds with each other for some time to come. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a possibility. But what, what do you think, Rich? What do you think is going to happen uh, with Diamond? Well, uh, I, I think that I, I hate to hate to tell you this, Gary, but uh, I think Diamond is going to continue to be very passive as far as the next episode, because he has to think about a way to get back at his brother. Now, all the stuff that you and Dana mentioned could definitely happen. He can start to talk to the reporter about this. He can work with uh, Seamus to try and take and try and focus on taking him down. But uh, what I feel is, though, because of how this episode ended, this next episode is going to be be about retaliation, because we know that Jannard sent that hit out on you know, basically D-Mac and Marshall. So I very, in the next episode, I can see them coming right back to, they both know where the barbershop is at, coming right back to that barbershop and trashing the place. Because we know that those characters, based on the fact that they messed up JP's club multiple times, they know how to do that. If D-Mac gets out of, you know, he survives and gets out of the hospital, whatever. But Marshall definitely can go and do some damages if he wants to as well, if the hit is unsuccessful. But, um, I think it's a situation whereas, because because like Dana said earlier in the show, I wasn't expecting Diamond to find out about what Jannard was doing this way. I expected it to be because of something Jannard did behind his back, like deciding to work with Cousin Buddy or deciding to get these kids involved. I thought that was going to lead to him finding out, okay, my brother is doing something else, even though I told him not to do this. That's how I figured he was going to learn this. But because he learned it this way, it makes a lot of possibilities now as to what he can do next. That's why it's hard to answer the question. But I do think that uh, for the most part, the next episode is going to be about retaliation for D-Mac getting shot. And I see that barbershop might get damaged. It's going to be some type of conf- confrontation. And and at that point, I, I don't know what's going to happen right then and there. But all I'm going to say is I, I think season two is – you're going to see a lot more payoff season two. I have no idea what they're going to, how they're going to end this season. If it's a major death though, um, if it, you know, it from, 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 from a viewer standpoint, I don't want this to happen, but if it's a major death that happens, that's meaningful. I feel like it has to be Liliana because that character and her bond with Tommy and the fact that they always have these scenes where, Oh, like, do you want to say something nice to me? Like, and Tommy is always hesitant to say, oh, no, don't don't think about this too much. You know, you're a good partner and all this other stuff. But he tries to keep it professional all the time. So I kind of feel like from a viewer standpoint, something has to happen to that character to really change Tommy. And while it could be JP or it could be D-Mac, I think it's going to be more impactful if it's her. So I think that's probably what's going to end up happening next week. She gets killed and it sets a chain of motion into season two with Tommy trying to get revenge because they took her out to some extent like that. 
but that's just my guess. Oh yeah, yeah, excellent ideas from 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 both. Um, and I do like you know what Dana was saying about the reporter as well of mm-hmm. uh, utilizing that. Um, but yeah, you you both made some some interesting uh, predictions there. They didn't so, go say something else. Go ahead, Dana. Here's my one issue with your prediction, Gary. Um, does anyone in power look like they're willing to share anything? So I just don't see how they're going to have Dahlia broken up into two factions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just the thing I just don't get. Uh, you have Claudia. Obviously, it's her patent, but she doesn't know how to cook it. So she's completely out of luck in terms of that. But then you have Tommy, who has who has people who do know how to cook it, and he's already just strip, distributing it, which I think he is doing. Um, and he has all of the money behind all of it as well. So I just don't really see how it's going to be like here is a split. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be all fine and dandy. There's going to be a war, of course. Like people, like but even if you war over it, if Claudia ends up winning, she still ends up with nothing unless she has to go back and get another cook. To figure out the patent, because I'm pretty sure that the first cook is like, I'm sick of this. Walks off and gets shot. And she's like, I'm cool. Uh, and, and, and I want to also add something to piggyback off of what Dana said. I, I agree with what she said. Also, when the part you said, Gary, about it potentially uh, Gennard working with the Flins, we know Walter does not like these black guys. So like that's them. not going to, I definitely don't think that's happening. Um, He's on his. Would, say what you say. He's. He said he's. He's going to make. He's going to make an uh, exception. This one. He time. made an exception already, and he was like, "I'm done with this. I can't do it no more." <laughs> Please <laughs> stop surrounding me about all these black people. I don't like the black people. Yeah. He's, what is he's, yeah. he's half dead. He doesn't have a choice. And he's not. Have, he's in stage one of stage four or five. He has stages to go through. Mm-hmm. He's okay. And then you saw with Gloria. Oh my God! He might flip out another one again. <laughs> Imagine the cook coming to go cook at his house. He would flip out another black girl. Oh, they're doing that at the house. They're definitely not doing that at the house. They they don't want the they don't want the, the attention you know from the police. So, um, but yeah. the police. What happened to the police who was trying to arrest him the whole time? Remember the whole FBI thing and they kept bombarding him with the paperwork? Oh, this looks illegal. Remember you had that business. It was that business that I can't remember that he had. But that business. The dialysis. The dialysis business. Oh, where's your paperwork? And Oh, my daughter. My daughter. And and those are the same people that was trying to get information from Polly. So where the hell are they at this whole time? They said, oh, well, we don't need you for this episode. So you can come back at a later time. (laughs) <laughs> Unless that's how they end up setting up Gennard by using the FBI. Yeah. Well, I just want people to serve a purpose at the end of the day. I Well, I, I just want to say this last point, then, then Gary can go. What, what you said about them, about, about uh, Diamond talking to the reporter, I think that is spot on because Gennard wants to be looked upon as the head of CBI. And obviously, they want to profile somebody that is in charge of this organization. So it 100% makes sense why he would tell her about his brother to, 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 to put that spotlight on him, but also expose some of the bad stuff he's doing as well. So I, I'm, I'm curious to see how to handle that now, but I still don't like the character and I don't like Seamus. So um, we'll see. <laughs> Oh yeah. Did did you have a 
anything else to add, Dana, before I move on from the subject? No? Okay. Yeah, no, sorry, I was muted. No, I don't have anything else to add. Okay, cool. Yeah, so definitely chime in in the comments, everyone. You know, let us know what you think of the whole Diamond CBI situation as well. Uh, but yeah, that is pretty much all the questions I had. Uh, we covered a lot of different topics. Of course, there are a lot of different stories to analyze here. Um, and we did. I think we did a great job. But if you do have anything else uh, final to say uh, about this episode or your expectations for the finale next week, um, then this is the time to do so. So, um, Richard, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, uh, I expect to be disappointed in the finale next week. Uh, I think they have a great deal of things that uh, you can look forward to, but I it's hard to trust because they had a few episodes this season that were actually really good. They were actually pretty decent, you know, so I kind of feel like something major has to happen in the finale, but I don't know if they are going to actually do that or if they're going to delay because I think they've written themselves into a corner. So something I something major has to happen in this next episode to make somebody want to watch season two. But I don't know if they can pull that off. So for now, I'm going to say I will be cautiously optimistic. Uh, again, I'm still a fan of Power. I will continue to watch the shows. But if there's an issue with the show, I have to I have to say some stuff. But uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. And so me personally, like I, I just given all of these different plot threads, I don't think they can tie them all up next week. But I do think they can they can give us enough. They can tie up the main plot points that we've been seeing. You know, the CBI, the Dahlia, the uh, Flynn family. You know that stuff. They can tie that up and then also leave us with enough um, to the point that we're we're anticipating the next season too. Um, they do have their work cut out for them, I think, uh, based on based on how the season has gone. But um, yeah, I, I think. There is hope that this could be a, a, a pretty good finale, and I feel like I feel like they've been kind of rushing to build up to some particular moment. So I feel like we are going to get some kind of big moment in this finale that is is going to make all of this worth it or make all of it mean something. So um, yeah, that is that is my thought going into the finale. But Dana, what's your what's your thoughts? Um, my thoughts is, I, you know, I'm not negative on this show. I really do like the show, which is why we kind of get frustrated. If we, if we don't like a show, then we'll just not watch it and go on with our lives. So I genuinely do like the show and I want the show to start doing better. But overall, it has not met my expectations of what I thought. And you can also say, hey, that's your own fault because you're expecting something they never promised. But overall, with this season finale, I just want it to mean something. I have no idea which direction it's going to go into. And you can argue that's even a good thing. We don't know what's going to happen. But in terms of this, it's been so all over the place. That's why I don't know what's going to happen. But I do hope that what we have seen in the first season we at least get some kind of conclusion to something and that it was all meant for something. Again, as I stated, they have too many cooks in the kitchen with way too many characters that could have easily been spread out in the first season. And if you wasn't so concerned about reaching just a certain demographic that you wasn't able to reach in the beginning of your power universe, and now that you can, you're losing 
I feel what was the reason why people originally tuned into power. And you can argue that the first power universe was a bit convoluted and things didn't make thing make sense here, but you you it feels like it's extra because you're trying to throw in so much to meet so many categories to check off so many boxes. So at the end of the day, I just want there to be a, con- a conclusion to something. I want there to be some kind of payoff for fans because even though it's been what ten weeks or it'll be eleven when we when the finale airs. Um, I just want it to mean something because 11 weeks is a lot to people just in general. You could say it was only one hour a week, but still it's a lot to people. Um, so again, I just hope that there is some, something that happens and that it's good. That's all. I just want, I just want it to be good. And this episode, again, I like this episode, even though I was like, Oh, I don't like this part. I like this episode. So I want to see how we're going to incorporate Everything that we've seen before, and I know that Tubit was already teased on IMDb, which is not a god of anything, but was teased on IMDb. So I'm really, I would like to see that. Let me know what's going to happen. I'm excited. Yeah, I do hope we, we see Tubit. And, like, the thing is with this show as well, because, you know, I agree with your sentiments, but um, I, I think, like, this show, it had it had too much that we could compare it to because it came right after book two, which was amazing. Like that, that season was fantastic. The second season. Um, and it's up against snowfall, which is like one of the top like drug shows also. And um, you have other shows like euphoria and Bel Air, like all these other shows with, you know, like I, I feel like, it this it had to be amazing to kind of stand up to all of those other shows that are that it's you know kind of slotted around um if it came later in the year maybe it you know it would it would have interested people a bit more but like i feel like we we're, we're currently seeing so many great shows that it's like yeah this the the flaws of this show just stand out that much more i think um but i do hope you know with with the new uh, show showrunner next season. This this is gonna it's gonna pick up and it's gonna be one of those shows because I mean look at book two ghost. Um, I do feel like book two ghost season one was better than this uh, season still like of force, but um, it got better. It, it got better in season two. Like it shot up to another level. So I'm I, I think that could be the case for force also. I think they'll get to where they want to be next season so um but yeah i'm i'm just hopeful that they leave us with something very meaningful next week in the finale that is going to have us you know eagerly awaiting that second season um but but yeah um any other final thoughts on that are we good okay so yeah um i guess we'll do a round of shout outs quickly and then that's it so you know, I just want to give a big shout to all the, the listeners or the people, you know, continue to comment. I can't wait to see see all the names leaving comments again because it has been, you know, like two weeks now, essentially, since the last episode. So I can't wait to see the community come back and, you know, check in with us and leave their thoughts and theories and everything, you know. Um, so thank you for all your continued support. We hope that, you know, you've enjoyed this this long ride with us and, you know, next week. Um, after next week, it will, it will be 
according to 50 cent it will be six months <laughs> before we we get the next power but um yeah um but th this has been great you know this this run of power that we've been doing this has been great and i love every week just seeing what what everyone thinks of of the episode um so yeah shouts to the community man shouts to the people who continue to support us um and uh dana you got any shout outs Again, thank you for listening to us rant and rave about the show for several weeks now. So thank you for that. Um, thank you just in general for your continued support. And we do have other shows you can check out on the YouTubers that we have. We cover other shows. Um, and we have other interviews that are upcoming as well, including Sonic. So uh, check that out. We have Sonic, we have iCarly, we have a whole bunch of other things. We have We Own the Night, which will be coming up very soon. Um, that is kind of similar to the original show that I can't remember right now because I just went completely blank. Um, um, yeah. The Wire. The Wire. Thank you. So mm -hmm. we have other things that's in the, in the pots that's cooking and steaming and stewing. So you hopefully pay attention to that as well. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, great stuff. Got a lot, a lot of content. Big shouts to you, Dana, because you've been putting in work on the channel. So, um, yeah, that's awesome stuff. But um, how about you, Richard? Uh, any shout outs? Oh, yeah. Always a pleasure recording the show with you both. So shout out to the both of you. Shout out to everybody that's been commenting on the YouTube channel for the various types of things we've been covering. We appreciate your continued support as well as your comments. Um, and also everybody listening on Spotify or any or, or, or iTunes or pretty much any of the audio platforms. We, we definitely appreciate your feedback. Feel free to consider leaving a review. Let us know your thoughts on the show. And uh, we look forward to covering the finale next week. And also, if you have any other shows that pique your interest, mm -hmm. you can leave a comment. Let us know what type of shows you like. Because we're all different. We don't, we don't, we can't predict everything. So let us know. Absolutely. Yeah, because, uh, you know, there's a lot of other shows coming up after Power. So definitely let us know what, what you're looking forward to as well. Um, so, yeah, that is going to be it for this week. Of course, we will be back next week to cover the finale of Power Book Four Force. Uh, this has been a great episode. Can't wait to see what the people think. But, um, you know, until next week, take care of yourselves, people. And, you know, we'll, we'll see you then. We'll see you on the other side. Uh, so peace out.